the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am so excited today to be able to tell you about the best online coaching for 2021. And, and this is such an important thing for creatives. Um, you know, we are, we are out here in the world, we're trying to make our businesses work, And I have a wonderful guest with me today who is an expert in this field, and we're just going to talk about online coaching and how this can help you. Today, I have with me Dr. Brian Witkowski. Brian is a vocalist turned businessman. Hi, Brian. How are you? Great. How about you? I am great. I'm great. Thanks so much for being with me today. This is so exciting. So I want to know all about you and your background. So where are you from? Where do you live now? Where are you providing your services from? Well, um, originally from Michigan, basically from the suburbs of Detroit where I grew up and been singing ever since I was a kid. I was the, I'm the only boy in my family with four sisters and you know, by default, that means you're the bad kid. So singing was my saving grace that kept me, you know, got, that was my get out of jail free card growing up, sang in church choirs and then, and the like, you know, growing up as a kid and did a lot of great things. And just my dad, I was fortunate to be raised by a father who told me I could do anything I wanted. So I kept wow. on keeping on with that, getting better and, you know, got solos in you know, junior high and high school and had lots of opportunities. And really 25 years ago this week, actually, my first ever show was, Winth- was as Winthrop Crew and the Music Man at my high school before I was even in high school. Wow, that's fantastic. So you had a lot of great singing experience as a kid and a supportive family and and a supportive dad to tell you you could do anything that you want. That is just, that's hugely important, you know, to have the support of your family. It's absolutely fantastic. So my father's a professor. So he basically told me he got his doctorate in 1989. And I, you know, seven years old, I saw the hood ceremony and stuff. Didn't know what that meant. But, you know, I was just like raised with that expectation that I too would also get a doctoral degree someday. And they decided may as well pick a field that sounds really hard to do it in, which is vocal music. <laughs> That's great. That is absolutely great. So, so when did you know that you wanted to go to college in music? Was it just kind of a thing that happened? You just kind of morphed into that as a result of having been a musician as a child? I was basically expecting that all through high school. Yeah. So it was just it was inevitable, and then it was just the whole big you know performance versus education major question that you always get you know back then when you know. And I decided I want to prove I'm good enough, so I had to be a performance major, right? So yeah, that's ended up going that route, and and then then so once you went that route, you were a performance major, and then how did you change from being a performing with, with an intention of being a performer, and then go into this whole business thing? 
yeah, still performing. And also the, the goal was to like become a college professor because that's like one of the default, you know, day jobs, I guess, that people, you know, expect you to get when you're going on through graduate school and so forth. Yeah. Little did we know that it's no longer the last century where there's not as many jobs for graduate and so forth. Right. And that's a whole different story. But right. so basically I found myself, you know, wanting to still teach. And mm-hmm. I always tell people like, whatever's not being taught still needs to be taught. There's, you know, value you can create in the world, even if you're not in the ivory tower per se. So yeah. that's how I end up emerging into this business coaching work that I now do to help artists really get a handle of their relationship with money and, you know, get a good over their fear of selling and figure out what they can actually do to really make a living for themselves without being at the mercy of an employer that may not care about their performing passion. That's absolutely fantastic. And you're right about this, you know, the, the academic profession. You know, in, in the past, you've you know been able to get tenure and have a, a lifelong career. And now there are so many adjunct positions. So many um, professors are... They're not working full time as professors. You know, they're they're doing the adjunct thing where where it's not quite the career that it used to be. So I think you're very wise to have uh, to have made this change. Um, so why do you feel you and I were on a a uh, panel about a week ago, and we were yep. talking about this very topic? Why do you feel that it is important for creatives to have a real sense? of business or for them to work for themselves? Freedom to really do the creation they're meant to do. You know, mm-hmm. one of the, the mentors I follow, Bob Proctor, he always says, humans, we're God's highest form of creation. We have more talent and ability than we can ever use in our lifetime, our greatest gift from God. And he said, the greatest gift back is to develop and use as much as we can during our lifetime. And we have so much that we can do and we shouldn't necessarily limit ourselves to, you know, the previous, you know, ideas and you know the previous business models and you know the matrix of the last century i like to jokingly say you know we we can always do more than what we think we don't have to compete we can always create something new and there's always something new we can create and contribute and make a meaningful contribution to the expansion of life that is so wonderful and so so true and something that a lot of uh, creative people don't really think about you know we i'm going to lump myself into that category are very um focused on developing our skill set you know our whatever it is that we do if you're if you're a create a, a visual artist you're developing your skill set for whatever that entails if you're a musical artist you're doing the same and so you're taking this beyond that and helping people to recognize their uh, their value uh, and, and the value of their skills. So give us some specific things about your business and how you're um, managing it and, and exactly what you're offering to people that uh, partake of your business. Yeah, I always tell people that there's really, there's no such thing as a passion that you can't monetize in some way, either directly or indirectly, and make a decent living out of it. Even if it, maybe you might be singing something the audience doesn't care about right now, but you're passionate about that. But maybe you could also create some other kind of teaching or mentoring opportunity around that. There is a spoken wheel approach we can take to our artwork so we can you know, find the opportunity that actually creates money in the, in the market and also do the things we're most meant to do. So I help people really you know, get to the core of what they're meant to do and how they can actually monetize that, whether it be as a teacher, as a singer, or a little both, or wherever else they want to do. And you also do things with visual artists and other kinds of creatives, right? I mean, you, you work with people yeah, that definitely. are not only musicians. Yeah, because it's the same principle, too, because we're, you know, we're, whatever your art form, we're we're always battling these limiting beliefs and these ideas that we can only do what the previous generations did or how the other people did. And, you know, there's always, you know, the, the, we don't have, we can let go of the wealth shaming stuff. And it's, you know, everybody, you have to make a, a living to actually, you know, keep on doing the creating you're meant to do. Yeah. And you can't be afraid to charge what your worth is because people will pay. You just got to matter 
It's a matter of finding that ideal client, that ideal audience member, and creating the right value proposition they'll pay for. That's absolutely right. That is absolutely right. So tell us what the name of your business is. Yeah, so the name of my company is The Lucrative Artist, which I founded three years ago. Basically, you know, get over that starving artist mindset and, you know, accept the fact that, yeah, you can make a respectable living doing the work that you, you want to do and that you're most meant to do. And the right people will pay you the right price for it. That is absolutely fantastic. I think it's just uh, such a, a, a great uh, business name, the lucrative artist. It says it all. I mean, you're really, uh, you're allowing people to find their way. And, and it's interesting because you and I have talked. Um, I also offer online courses and coaching. And my coaching uh, is more related to the nuts and bolts of uh, music, uh, of a music business. So I focus on instrumentalists um, and helping them create that product. And I also focus primarily on singers. Uh, I have been a singer for many decades and uh, have been selling my own products, producing and selling my own products, and have really uh, figured out a, a, um, a formula for doing that. So those are the things that, that, that I offer uh, in my courses. And uh, I just, you know, when I, when I heard about your coaching, I thought, you know, what a great kind of hand in glove sort of thing. You know, you get the one part going, you know, you, you develop your own show and, you know, and, and you figure out how to book it and tour it and all of that. And then how do you manage the money that you make? How do you, you know, work with all of the other um, aspects of really operating a business. You know, a business is not only about the product. It's about the operation of the organization itself, you know, and how to how to network and how to get yourself out there and how to do all of those things. And that that is something that that I see that you do very well and that you are uh, working with people to to help them do. Definitely. And really with business, too, it's not just a lot of people think it's just you're learning the mechanics of business. And yes, there's some courses here and there that matter and you want to know how the taxes work and so forth. But the biggest battle, it's, it's between our ears. It's the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to have that CEO entrepreneurial mentality and you can't, you know, you can't be afraid of failing. And you have to accept the fact that every business in the world gets no, more no's than yeses. So you have to get used to the rejection, but realize that you're going to, when each of those no's means you're going to get closer to figure out who that ideal client that will be, that yes will be. That's and then, right. you know, not be afraid to keep going in that direction. That's right. You have to develop thick skin and just keep at it. You have to be persistent because you're going to hear no, as, as you were saying. You're going to hear no on every, on every front. You know, when we were uh, on our, our uh, panel uh, last week, I was talking about early on in my career, having been that performer that was auditioning, auditioning, auditioning and getting rejection, 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 and how, you know, that helped me to realize that I needed to have my own thing. And any networks and, and contacts that I was making and building, um, that I would be able to use that going forward. And it was, it was a, you know, it was a struggle for me. And, and I really, um, you know, worked very hard to, to figure out how to have thicker skin how to uh, pursue my own thing, how to do all of this, and I heard a lot of no's. So I would have loved to have had someone like you to first of all say, this is not unusual. You know, I was feeling like, you know, 
this is only happening to me and feeling very badly about it. But I would have loved to have had someone like you to be able to say, nope, you are not the only one that this happens to. This happens to business people in, in all businesses. You know, you're not going to walk in and have everybody saying yes to you <laughs> right off the bat. You know, you have to be persistent. So that's such an important thing. And sometimes, thing. and we're in a new era too, where you have to really, really be entrepreneurial and not be afraid to create your own things. Like now it's almost like your, better, your chances of making it, quote unquote, in the, in the arts these days, it's like you have your own thing and then, you know, the big shows that you do the cattle call auditions for actually notice you and you have a better chance there. But sometimes we just do strictly those auditioning or we just click apply to the jobs on Indeed and we don't do the actual networking, the other creative things we could be doing to really get ourselves out there in different ways. That's right. That's right. So you're right. It is a matter of what's between the ears. You know, you have to think differently. You have to, um, you know, be willing to be, be daring and be courageous and, and just put all of your eggs in that basket and go for it. So that's, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. And also work on with clients the relationship with money, because especially we in the arts, there's that wealth shaming aspect of it. Yes. You know, there's always... You know, we, we have an infinite universe. There's prosperity. We got to have a sense of abundance and accept that we can have our own too. Yes. And it's not taking from anybody else. So I take clients through a different process to help them really realize their strengths and weaknesses with money. Like what kind of, you know, are they more celebrity in their nature as far as their spending habits? Or are they more of a, an accumulator type banker type where they penny pinch a little too much? And how they can turn those, you know, weaknesses into strengths and vice versa? Because we all have situations where, you, like one person, one common one is like you're called a connector where it's like you have, you basically let somebody else take care of your money. And, you know, that could be a bad thing. But on the other hand, you have faith. That's a strength that other people may not have. Yeah. So every, you know, negative and positive, every ne- negative aspect of your relationship with money and how you work that actually can be turned into a positive. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And this is great information, not only for creatives, but for business people in general. You know, yep. it is, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's so important. And, you know, as you were saying with creatives, we are, we are so quick to say either or, you know, either I'm going to have, you know, commit myself to my art and be poor, or I'm going to sell out and do something else and make money. You know, we're so quick to accept that it has to be either or, when in fact, you can have both. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, everything's always yes and. Yes, yes and. I love that. I love that. That is fantastic. So tell us where we can find your business. How do we find you? Yeah, my website's thelucrativeartist.com, all as one word, www.thelucrativeartist.com. And I also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash thelucrativeartist, and instagram.com slash thelucrativeartist. Twitter, that was taken, so I have to st- settle with lucrative art. I'm ac- <laughs> active on there, although... It's kind of funny, different kinds of audiences on different platforms. Yes. You know, it's, I have more academic tweets on Twitter than I do posts on the other things. It's kind of interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, different and different I, engagement. Yeah, it is a different engagement. You're right. And it's important to understand what those engagements are and, and be able to leverage them, you know, to really reach, you know, a variety of audiences. You know, it's, that's, that's good. That's good. So is there a phone number that people can call or do you just do things primarily online? I mostly do everything online. Okay. You can email me. And my email address is brian at thelucrativeartist.com. Okay. Sounds and good. You can also find me on LinkedIn, too. And, you know, Great. feel free to friend me on Facebook if you'd like. I, Great. Yeah, I connected with you on LinkedIn, I think, this morning. Did you see that's that? That's right. I, <laughs> yeah. I did notice that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and I just want to let our listeners know um, thelucrativeartist.com. 
my um, platform is the privatemusicstudio.com, privatemusicstudio.net, actually, privatemusicstudio.net, and it lists all of, uh, all of my courses and, and all of the things that I do. I, I teach private voice lessons in addition to offering um, uh, business uh, courses to musicians. Um, and so, you know, Brian and I are going to be working, you know, a little bit together, um, you know, to kind of get creative people on the right path because, you know, things have changed. Things have changed. There are not all of the production jobs and the various kinds of jobs for which you could be hired out there. You know, we really do have to have a different mindset and um, get ourselves focused toward building our own brands and our own businesses and, uh, and making it work and helping each other. I think, you know, that's really an important thing as well. You know, I've, I've always been a fan of, uh, you know, if I'm working at a place back before COVID, of course, uh, working live as a singer, and I know that one of my friends or someone's going to be at another venue the next night or next week or whatever, um, I think it's important to for us to help each other because if we don't build our businesses, our business and our friends' businesses, um, you know, we could find ourselves with, with not a lot of opportunity. We have to create that opportunity for ourselves. So, Definitely. And not be afraid to make it socially acceptable to always earn more. That's As you right. can, like, like I made up earlier this month, I made a blog post about inflation, and so many of us are not even keeping up with what inflation was back in the day. Right. And who knows if those teachers back in the day were keeping up. That's so, right. you know, when in doubt, we can always earn more. And, you know, with the right sale proposition and the right value communication, you know, it's possible to make that sale. and. Anybody who's buying our services, whether it's as our artistry or teaching, they cannot not afford it if you put it in the right perspective. That's right. That's absolutely right. So we are going to, all of us, all of us creatives, singers, visual artists, whatever, we're going to come out of this pandemic stronger, better, smarter, and more successful. Dr. Brian right. Witkowski, I want to thank you so much for being with me today. What a treat for our listeners. And tell us again now, please give us again your web address. Yeah, the, my website is thelucrativeartist.com. Okay, so everybody should check that out, see what Brian has to offer. Thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon, Brian. Thanks. Thank you, same to you. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.